For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Being a flick, being athletic, my fault. <laughs> Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean, I'm back. Hi, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. That was Snoop Dogg announcing the uh, what Golden Globe uh, Golden Globe Awards uh, yesterday, I guess it was, or whatever the hell that was. And, you know, let's talk about that just for a second because it's funny and it's a funny way to start off the show. We've got a lot of tragedy going on in the world right now and in the country with this, uh, with this uh, string of th- uh, tornadoes over the weekend. But Snoop Dogg, first off, why, why do you think they got Snoop Dogg to do that? It, it, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't think Snoop Dogg when you think Golden Globe Awards. You know, I, that's just kind of well, maybe odd, that's why. Maybe they were trying to be cool and hip. Right. Because nobody gives a crap about the Golden Globes again anymore. They really yeah. don't. So they bring in a guy who was extremely popular 30 years ago. 30, right. <laughs> well, that's Snoop Dogg. He, the young people still love him. You know, he's probably stoned off his ass, and uh, I can't tell if the Affleck thing was on purpose or if he really screwed it up. I'm really, I, I don't know. Ben Affleck, because he certainly knows who Ben Affleck is. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was probably a little high. I'm thinking that that was probably a mistake because he was... Probably a little stoned. He was baked like a potato. He was, he, right. Yeah. He's, he's Snoop Dogg. Now, when it comes to some of the other folks... Like the guy who directed Dune, and he also directed Blade Runner 2049. I didn't know how to pronounce that guy's name. Right. It's Dunny Villeneuve, which Snoop Dogg pronounces Dennis Villanova. Villanova. Now, <laughs> Kieran Hines, I, and I've followed that guy for a long time. I mean, I, I've, been, he's, uh, I've been watching him. He played Caesar on uh, the HBO series Rome 100 years ago. Right. So I kind of always knew how to pronounce it. But most people, if they see his name or the, the Dune director's name, I could see them screwing that up. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Because they're very oddly spelled names. But he also screwed up. Didn't he screw up also Elizabeth Olsen or something like that? Yeah, uh, there was a problem with that one as well. So I, I'm thinking he was high. Yeah. I know this may seem shocking to you guys, but... I'm thinking Snoop Dogg was high. Just putting that out there. Ben Affleck. I think that's kind of funny, though. It is funny. Don't you think Snoop Dogg and his dudes like got high later on and watched that right. video and were cracking up? Probably. <laughs> I wonder if later that night, J-Lo kept calling him Ben Affleck. <laughs> How was your day, Ben Affleck? How you doing, Ben Affleck? <laughs> Rub my back, Ben Affleck. Get me a drink, Ben Affleck. Two one zero five. Give me a wine cooler, Ben Affleck. Go, go, massage my feet, Ben Affleck. <laughs> to which he's like, "Okay, Gili." Two one zero. Honestly, though, I would have been more surprised if Snoop had been straight when he was reading all that. Well, yeah, he's, I like, mean, he's up there saying, "I haven't had a token like a month." Right. <laughs> I ran out of weed a month ago. Yeah. I'm a little out of sorts today. My, my dealer has COVID and can't stop by. So, so yeah, I, I'm a, not like he has like probably a basement full somewhere. Right. No, I'm a little out of sorts here, so I'll try yeah. to make my way through this. So, anyway, I, I don't think he lost any of his cool factor. I don't think so either. You know, I think probably I like him even more now. I do too. Ben was like, Snoop Dogg mispronounced my name. How cool is that? Right. Get me a drink, Ben Affleck. All right, two one zero five nine nine. Rock on, Snop Dog. <laughs> Snop Dog. Snop Dog. Two one zero five nine nine fifty. And who cares about the Golden Globes at all? I mean, these award shows, because you know that's why they had him do it. Don makes a good point. They had him do it because they thought it would get him some attention. 
and people might give a crap about the Golden Globes, and it did. It just got them the wrong attention. Right. Because now everybody's talking about Snoop Dogg. They don't give a crap about the Golden Globes. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, I didn't even know what awards he was talking about. I didn't. I don't either. Well, I do, but I, who cares? But the fact that he was there was kind of fun. Yeah, but that's why they did it, obviously. Yeah. Who's seen The Tender Bar starring Ben Affleck? Um, well, the, the movies that get nominated anymore are movies that nobody's freaking seen. You know what I mean? Dune's probably the most biggest, uh, uh, the big ticket movie this time out. So, And I haven't even seen that yet. Maybe it's The Tender Bear. The Tender Bear. <laughs> See how you are. Let's just mispronounce crap all through the show and try to be like Snoop. I'm Cian Rima, as, uh, as Trey said earlier. I actually have been called that my entire life. Cian Rima. Because of my first name is spelled S-E-A-N, and the last name is R-I-M-A, and people don't understand. It's a long I. You see, but, you know. Cian Rima. The way you spell your name, Sean, isn't all that unusual. It's not, but when I was a kid, right. Cian, Seon, I got that crap all the right. time, man. See, I have two cousins named Sean. Right. One spells it the way you do. Right. And the other spells it S-A-S-H-A-W-N. Right. So. Uh, you know. So, you know, to tell them apart, that's what I refer to them as, is Cian and Sean. <laughs> Cian and Sean. Yeah. Kinky has me, and he has another friend named Sean, and I'm the good Sean, and the other Sean is the bad Sean. <laughs> You're the good Sean. Fancy that. <laughs> Fancy that. <laughs> Kinky get dropped out of his head. What's going on? <laughs> You're the good Sean. I am. I'm the good Sean. <laughs> Go figure. That's funny. It is. That's funnier than what Snoop had to say. <laughs> <laughs> and Golden Globe goes to Cian Rima, the good Cian. Two one zero two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Wow, like most of you, I was looking at the devastation uh in Kentucky and across several other southern states. Uh starting uh, I guess it was Friday night, right? And I've you know, I've no one's ever seen anything like this. I mean, in our lifetimes, I mean, this is pretty bad. I mean, a tornado that's a, a, a what was a, a category five, I guess it was, and uh, stayed on the ground for two hundred miles, devastated entire towns, entire regions, and uh, then we have uh, we had fifty tornadoes all in all that night that raged across the Terra. And it's hard to wrap your mind around that level of devastation. I mean, I, I did a, uh, a donation run for another radio station years ago for one of the hurricanes down in Florida. I think it was Charlie. I'm not sure now. And a hurricane, well, you know, it was pretty devastating, but I, I've never seen anything like this. It just chewed up and leveled entire towns. And, you know, what, what do you say? I mean, even the governor of, of Kentucky is, is, and his wife were, were losing it the other day on, on their press conference. And it, there's just nothing. What, what do you say about that other than <laughs> we got to do whatever we can to help these people? The one thing you keep hearing over and over again is it's not going to be a matter of months as far as the recovery. It's going to be a matter of years. And, you know, I'm not going to go into specifics, but anybody who is tying this to climate change right now can kiss my ass. How does that make you feel? If you're tying this to climate change, blank you, man. You know, come on. If you're tying this to the new Green Deal and, and all that crap, you're a fool. You're a fool and a scumbag. You know what, and I, I'm not saying this to belittle the what, what just happened, but we live on a planet with, that has tornadoes. And every now and again, you get a lot of them. And I think when you try to politicize that with climate change, you're belittle, belittling and diminishing the suffering of the people who are in the path of these things. If you're trying to get your stupid piece of legislation passed, or you're trying to propagate the scam that is climate change, by immediately attaching it to to the, the, these events, you know, you're not one of my favorite people right now. You're, you're really not. I've never actually personally been through a tornado. I, I They tend to skip around. I, I know that when I was a kid in Iowa, we were driving to Minnesota, my mom and dad and I, I remember once, and a tornado came up 
uh, on the highway we were on, and the state police were pulling people off the road, and there was a little diner there, uh, roadside, that we had to go in. I'll never forget this. My dad and I had to go into the, men, into the men's room and get under the urinals, and uh, my mom had to get into the uh, ladies' ba- uh, bathroom and, and, I guess, hide by the toilets or what have you, because that was the strongest part of the of the structure. And this particular tornado literally skipped over the restaurant and then just, you know, smashed into the town down the, down the road a few miles. So they're very unpredictable storms. You never know what they're going to do, especially tornadoes. They're not like hurricanes in a sense that when a hurricane makes landfall, for the most part, you know it's going to start losing energy. It doesn't happen that way all the time either. But, you know, it's it's going to start losing. Tornadoes, can, they just do whatever the hell they want, man. You, you just can't predict what they're going to do. I mean, a tornado that travels 200 miles is pretty phenomenal. It, it, but it has happened before. Uh, so, you know, I, I just I hate the fact that people politicize this crap. But, you know, if you're a good little demipuke, that's kind of what you're all about, isn't it? <laughs> Never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, isn't that out of Rahm, Rahm Emanuel's playbook a few years ago? So if you could score a few political points off of somebody else's misery, hey, go for it. This is what happens. Tornadoes happen on planet Earth. Our hearts and our support should go out to these folks, not our freaking politics. Let's take a break. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. 23 minutes after 9 on the Sean Show. Hi. Do you believe in space aliens? Do you believe in space aliens? Chris, do you believe in space aliens? I believe in space aliens. We have a... uh, (laughs) I believe I may be one. We have a South African anomaly hunter named... I believe it's John Ward. He's an anomaly hunter, and what he does... Is he goes through he goes through NASA images, looking for aberrations. He's looking for aberrations, and I I first saw this story. Jack posted this last night, and Jean Ward, an, the anomaly hunter, discovered a NASA image taken by the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. The picture is fifteen years old, but you look at it. And it looks like it comes from something called the Candor Chasma, which is a large canyon on the surface of Mars. It is referred to as the Grand Canyon of Mars. And it's as wide as the span of the United United States. Um, in fact, it is largely believed to be the largest known canyon in the solar system. And he's looking at images from this canyon, and he finds what appears to be some kind of disk that is very obviously crashed on Mars. It has a long trench behind it. It is a perfectly formed disk. And at the end of the trench, the back end of the disk is actually kind of lifted up. So it looks like something crashed on Mars at a low entry level, dug into the dirt for a while, and then finally stopped. It's a little spooky. (laughs) He says, we see a strange trench, and at the end of it, a perfect disk. Mostly covered in sand and debris, and behind it, we have random dunes. Looks like a disc-shaped craft or object came in at a very low angle and crashed into the surface of Mars, leaving these strange trenches behind it. You know, I do believe in space aliens, uh, because we, I mean, you think about the universe, we don't even know what it is, man. I mean, I believe it's all God's creation, don't get me wrong now, hallelujah. But we don't even really know what it is or how far it goes on, how long it goes on. 
we've named a bunch of stuff like planets and nebula and universes and galaxies, but we're just making that crap up. We really don't know. We do know that there's a lot of it, and you just can't convince me. You know, just speaking from a statistical standpoint, that there ain't something else out there, man. So maybe something was checking us out or trying to check us out. Here's Steve. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing well, Sean. What are you the thinking? Only, the only aliens I believe in are illegal alien invaders. <laughs> I, I you think the illegal uh, Peruvians there crashing on Mars or Haitians? Illegal aliens, they're the only ones that they're the only aliens out there. I have seen some pretty weird stuff in the sky. I, in fact, I have a a cell phone video of an object that I know cannot that we I've never seen anything like it before. And the way it was moving, I have it on video right off my front porch. But I will tell you when I am debating uh evolution versus creation. I tell uh, I tell them, you know, if you believe that all of this is just the result of a big bang, that it wasn't purposefully, deliberately created, that's like believing you could take an old beer bottle, an old Schlitz beer bottle, <laughs> and an old blue, perhaps blue ribbon can, smash them together, and the end result would be a perfectly worked, perfectly synchronized, working gold diamond encrusted rolex watch <laughs> all of this did not just happen as a uh, why but I, do you have to do you have to believe it's all completely random to believe in other life forms so we have sent satellites and taken images and this is the other part i tell them now think about it we have sent satellites and photographed millions of light years away and, and, and we've landed on the moon, and we've done all these things, and we're still photographing and still collecting sound, and yet nowhere else have we found even a beer tab. Not a, <laughs> yeah, not but a compared, to, no, compared to how vast all of that is, even our, our furthest explorations are still you know, pretty mediocre compared to how much of that there is. We're still only seeing a tiny, 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 tiny little bit of it. If there is anything out there, if there is anything out there, then I believe that it's of God, from God, right. and maybe a, a angels that fly around in discs. But I don't believe that, that – I believe God created this place here uh, uniquely, uh, deliberately – and and only and 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 it, it, we are the only thing that he created that is living and breathing and 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 making beer bottles and making beer cans <laughs> and making Rolex watches. Opening Hooters restaurants. Well, I, but couldn't there, God there do that? Couldn't God create all kinds of unique unique life forms? I mean, he's God, right? So he can do anything, right? He's all powerful. Uh, I would refer to the other light forms as angels. Right. All right. Yes, well, I believe in angels. I do, too. Steve, I appreciate the call. As usual, thank you, sir. Well, you know. I see UFOs, multiple UFOs, every single day. You do? And until, you know, they're identified, they remain UFOs. But there's lots <laughs> of times where we're like, what the heck is, oh, okay, it's a bug. <laughs> it's a bug. I kind of hope, I told Trey this, I kind of hope uh, that I'm, I'm a big old fan of space, cheesy space movies from the 70s and 80s. I kind of hope that when the aliens actually make first contact, they're, it, they really are like hot chicks in spandex. You know what I mean? Like Sybil Danning gets off a big, uh, <laughs> walks off a spaceship, you know, in a leotard and, and go-go boots. 210-599-5555. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Talking about space aliens. Do you believe in space aliens? A dude in South Africa who's an anomaly hunter. How do you get that job? How do you apply? I'd like to be an anomaly hunter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't, my guidance counselor didn't hit me up with that one when I was in high school. There's one. Are you pointing at me? See how you are? 
So he finds, uh, he looks through NASA images and he found one from the, one of the Mars rovers that appears to show uh, a disc crashing into Mars in one of the deepest canyons on Mars. And it sure as hell looks like that to me. So we're just asking, do you believe in space aliens? Here's Mary Mary, quite contrary. <laughs> yes, I am, Sean. Good morning, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you. You as well. What are you thinking? Um, anyway, my my comment is that my personal theory has always been that the universe is God's perfect controlled experiment. That he created the universe. He spread us out all over the universe, but far enough apart that we couldn't interact with each other. The odds of us interacting with each other were pretty much nil. And then he let us go. And we have two choices. We can either get it and survive as human beings, or we don't get it and we destroy ourselves. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of close to that in what I think. I mean, uh, I, I and this is where where, where people get... When people get weird with me and with you, probably is when they and Steve kind of had this idea that human beings are unique and are specifically God's creation, and He didn't create anything else. Uh, and 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 I I always counter that with, well, God created everything. I, that's what I believe. I believe I you know you you look at the at the way as far as what we know as far as how the universe works, it's one perfect system. You need all, for you and I to be talking on this phone, and for you and I to exist, we need everything else in the universe to be doing exactly what it's doing right now. Everything. Absolutely. Every part of it. Absolutely. And, I, and I've never, I, I don't put limitations on God. Uh, I don't see why God couldn't create multiple life forms in multiple places throughout the universe. Absolutely. I, I always am annoyed when people put, human restrictions on god like that the seven days were right. seven human days seven days could be four and a half billion years exactly maybe god and, created the universe through evolution oh oh gonna catch oh, hell for that oh, oh, oh. <laughs> careful, careful there sir <laughs> thanks for the call you're, uh, you're welcome thank bye, you John. Bye. no i mean why not i believe that why couldn't God create the universe through create life through evolution? See, we again we always put we 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 don't we, I think a lot of people don't even realize they're doing it. We put human restrictions on God all the time. Um, I, I, this upsets a lot of people, but it's it's exactly what I think. And if you think I'm full of crap, call me up two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Religion can take on a kind of provinciality. Uh, whereas it's my way or the highway, there's nothing else. It's got to be this one way. Within Christianity itself, we have countless denominations. We have new denominations, in a sense, popping up almost every day beyond the classic denominations. And inside each and every one of those denominations, well, this is the way it is. Uh, I don't believe in Buddha because of Jesus. Well, I don't believe in Jesus because of Buddha. And why can't all of it be true to a certain extent? We again, we and I know this is going to tick off a lot of people, but I don't put human restrictions on God. I think God can be in multiple places, infinite places at one time. I believe God can manifest Himself itself uh, in in infinite forms. Uh, I believe uh, that you and I, 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 I view what I consider to be God uh, through the lens of Christianity. I believe Jesus was exactly who he said he was. I believe he was the Son of God, and I believe he did everything he claimed to do, and people who were there with him claimed he did. I believe it's all true. Okay? But I believe also that God can be multiple things to multiple people. Uh, There are places on planet Earth and cultures on planet Earth where the Christian story simply would not translate because of how a specific culture has come into being, uh, how their language has developed. So are those people damned because they can't possibly understand Christianity? I don't think so. Christianity is my religion. Christianity represents my faith, and I believe in it absolutely. I believe in angels and demons and all that stuff. I pray to the saints. (laughs) You know, I'm sort of a Catholic, not really, but sort of. 
but I don't place human restrictions on God. Because I tell you what, when you start placing human restrictions on God, there comes out of that a kind of arrogance that you got to be careful about. It's either my way or you don't get past the rope line into heaven. <laughs> Again, I think God is all things to all people and all beings across the span of the universe. How does that make you feel? 210-599-5555. Uh, let's take one more call. Here's Elvis. Elvis, how you doing? Outstanding, Sean. Great topic. I looked at the picture of Mars and... Uh... Yeah, that looks pretty convincing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, it really does. uh, It does look like someone just, uh, you know, just bottomed out and slid under, and that's where they've been for a long time. But I think that man is a mathematical inevitability, and I think all the other solar systems are the same way. So if man existed here on a mathematical inevitability, he also existed there, 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 and all the other places that unfortunately we'll never get to. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, uh, then you get into things like interdimensional stuff. When you when you look at uh, particle physics and quantum theory, uh, it is entirely possible that infinite realities exist within themselves. Uh, you know, I, I think, the, in other words, I think the possibility for life in God's creation, which we call the universe, is infinite in and of itself. And I think it diminishes God or, again, puts human restrictions on God to say, well, he's not capable of doing that, if that makes sense. But i, I got to go, man. I appreciate the call. 210-599-5555. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us here at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. Yeah, and we're back. We're back. Nanu, nanu. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. You gotta be a real old fart to know what that's from. Uh, New Stock 550 KTSA. So, uh, John Stossel, you remember him? He's a libertarian guy and he used to be on uh, ABC. And oh, what was the show way, way back with uh, Hugh Downs and Barbara Walters, which I can't remember now? 2020, yeah. And, you know, he's a libertarian guy and he, he is, is suing Facebook. Uh, because when he, when he was posting stuff about climate change, which he thinks is a scam, Facebook would attach fact check labels. And I guess it cost him a bunch of money and a bunch of views. And so he's suing them. And, uh, in court, um, Facebook said, or is claiming now, The labels themselves are neither false nor defamatory. To the contrary, they constitute protected opinion. Uh, In in other words, they're trying to, well, they're trying to play at both both ends towards the middle. They're trying to say we're a platform and these are mere opinions, uh, while also trying to be legally protected from, uh, you know, know, basically uh, uh, defamatory stuff against other people. Like you would with a with a publication, you can't just publish anything you want to about someone and make crap up. And it's called libel. Uh, and if you're a publication, you have to you are subject to libel laws. Whereas uh, social media and Facebook specifically claim that we're a free for all platform and we don't do any editing, so we're not lib- we're not you know beholden to libel laws. And now they're saying in regards to this lawsuit that the fact checks that they put up are just the opinions of the people doing the fact checks. Which is a bunch of bull crap. I mean, it really is. They're they're basically trying to have their cake and eat it too. They want the legal protection, but they also want to shush people when the when they want to shush people or they want to label people as not telling the truth whether or not they are or they aren't. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm I spent, for the first time in a long time, I spent very little time on Facebook this weekend. I was just getting kind of bored of it. I, and I, I've noticed this, that more and more people are, are deactivating, deactivating their accounts and seem to be getting bored with it. You know, I, I guess I would ask you that. We, we don't have a lot of time right now, but if you want to get in uh, before the news, 210-599-5555. 
and bored with bored bored with it in the sense that I just didn't really feel a great desire to post anything this weekend. Uh, I, I've gotten to the point where if I'm going to post something, it's just stupid crap. I still post a lot of new stuff on a daily basis for the show. That's how I prep the show. And then when the show's over, I delete that crap. But the whole, I don't know, I guess the, the concept of it is getting, is getting boring to me. Now, I, I still cruise Facebook when I'm on the air continuously because I'm always looking for new crap to talk about. But just in general, this past weekend was the first time in a long time when I just felt like, meh. <laughs> who cares? You know, who cares? I mean, what, what are we doing here? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of it is just mindless content. And I'm not divorcing myself from this, from this idea of, look at me, look at me, look at me. Here's a post about me. What do you think about me? I'm getting a little bored with that, even in, in and of myself. And just beyond that, it's just a lot of meaningless content that you just sit and look at and roll past and roll past and roll past. And I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm just getting kind of bored with it. Are you getting bored with it? Because it seems to me that that bubble's got to pop at some point. I mean, we've all been doing this now since roughly about, what would you say, Chris, 2008, 2009? Roughly about uh, 2006, 2007 with the MySpace originally. And it's pretty much taken over our entire freaking lives. And I just wonder at one point if, like a, a lot of things, people just start getting bored of it. And the bubble kind of pops on it. And it's just not the same thrill down your leg that it used to be. Well, we'll see. But, yeah, Facebook is now saying that those uh, fact-checked labels and tags, that's just somebody's opinion, man, to quote the dude. So whatever, Mark. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. From September to October alone, 65,000 public education employees left the industry nationwide. In Florida, more than 5,000 teacher jobs were vacant this fall. In Colorado, the need for substitutes is so dire, some districts are calling in parents to lead the classroom. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, F, uh, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? It's uh, five minutes after ten, and uh, we're just kicking back on a Tuesday, getting close to Christmas, and talking about the newest of the day. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Timothy, hang on. Timothy wants to talk about face puke. Uh, but first off, you know, I'm getting a little sick and tired as our cities are just rife with crime and violence. I mean, homicide and theft in most major cities right now, are off the freaking charts. And oddly, it seems to be happening in these cities and towns where they have local prosecutors that are either no bail or low bail people or they're equity in the justice system people. And uh, people go out and commit crimes and they're out the same day half the time. Uh, we got thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars in merchandise in uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, Seattle, New York, Minneapolis that are just going out the stores. Uh, you have homicide and assault on the rise. It's bad. Uh, and I, you know, I got a lot of friends in Baltimore and in DC and I hear about it. Like, you know, we're afraid to go outside. Uh, where was it? A car dealership? I, I, I can't remember where it was. A car dealership over the weekend where they stole, they broke in and stole like a million dollars worth of merchandise. Watches and crap. I don't know what those are doing, doing at a car dealership, but it's just, it's really bad. And, uh, the smash and grab stuff. And again, assault and homicide are also on the rise. And the, the, the common line right now, when you're talking to anybody from the White House, is, well, it's the pandemic. It's the pandemic. 
the deuce, man, he, he got like four big questions in yesterday on, on Jen Psaki. And he, uh, he asked her whether she thought uh, the increase in crime was due to these local prosecutors and their soft-on-crime approach. She said, I would say we have seen, I'm not going to attribute the reasoning from here. I'm reading it word for word, the exact quote. What I will tell you is we have seen an increase in crime over the course of the pandemic. There are a range of reasons for that. Said the White House is focused on what we can do to address it. Uh, Quote, the president has proposed additional funding in the budget to make sure local police departments and cops have the funding they need. Oh, that's different. We also have worked directly with police departments in areas where they are seeing the highest impact of the crime, the retail theft, which we have great concern about. That's what our focus is on currently, is action and doing what we can to make sure the funding is out there for the communities that need it the most. Now, if you really broke down everything I just quoted from Jen Psaki, she didn't say anything. (laughs) She didn't say anything. The question was, do you think these soft-on-crime prosecutors are having an impact on the rise in crime? And she did not address that at all. And then she spent the next 60 seconds saying, well, we're doing stuff about that. We're about the cops and funding and... We're greatly concerned. This is where our focus is. But she didn't really say anything specifically about what's actually happening. Because they know, first off, they know the defund the police movement and the targeting of police by politicians and the president all the way down, including Obama before him, uh, certainly had a direct result on a lot of cops just getting out of law enforcement. Or being forced out with vaccine mandates and crap like that. And certainly, you look at places like California and L.A., where they're in San Francisco, where they're putting things into play, like, well, if you only steal a 1000 bucks, it's okay. Or you have uh, attorneys general, like the one out, the prosecutor out there, I think it's in L.A., who was like, we, we are working hard to create equity in the justice system. A lot of low-income people who break the law. They can't afford the bail. And so, essentially, the bad guys know that nine times out of ten, if they bust into some place and steal a bunch of stuff or if they beat the crap out of somebody, baby, they're going to be walking before the day is over. And they're taking advantage of it. And your government doesn't care. They really don't care. They are not, quote-unquote, focused on this problem. They created this problem. Uh, Timothy wants to talk about Facebook. Timothy, how you doing, man? Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's on your brain there? So I was hearing you talk about Facebook and how they're you're getting tired of it, and I think a lot of folks are getting tired of it. Uh, but I think that Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg know this, and that's why they're they're releasing their metaverse right about now. So we get tired of Facebook just in time for us all to jump on that metaverse train. Which is going to be more of a virtual reality thing, right? It is, yeah, yeah. That no, I good. you know, I, I don't know. They may I think a fair I think a lot of people might, you know, but I, I have no interest in that at all. Oh yeah, me neither. It's bad bad juju. My real life is all I can handle at this point, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't we have enough going on before doing that? <laughs> right, but I think you are right about the timing of it because I, I just noticed more and more people deactivating their accounts. I've just I've, I've picked up on that. People I know, you go to check them out and like they've they've deactivated their account, or you go through your friend list and you're just seeing more and more accounts that are that are dormant or deactivated. Yeah, why? Well, so I work in the uh, the intelligence information industry, right? And I, I got rid of Facebook in 2009, and that's good for you. Years. Good for you. You're probably happier, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Quality of life went up. <laughs> I bet, you know. I mean, and I, I appreciate the call, man. I, I, I say this all the time, but I've got several friends who, let's say, within the past five years, have ditched their Facebook accounts and, and all social media. And they, you know, I they really do seem to be happier people. <laughs> and, you, you know, and let's be honest, man. You look at the people who are on Facebook the most. 
you know, th- doesn't there seem to be like a sort of a inherent insecurity about all those folks? I mean, you know, when you're posting nine selfies a day and they all look like the same selfie and you're posting constantly about what you're doing and what you're eating, there just seems to be something, I don't know, both self-consumed and insecure about it. And I think that's there's something about that. And I'm not saying I, I, I've never done that or I've never been that guy on, on, the, on the Facebook, because certainly I have been. But there's something almost, I don't know, getting depressing about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just something that's it's slowly becoming. Right now, I'm just kind of bored with it. But there's also this underlying thread of it's just kind of depressing, man, looking at all of us just vying for attention and vying for likes and vying for, you know, eyes on our posts and stuff. And it's like, what does that mean? When you're on your deathbed, are you seriously going to be saying, I wish I'd posted just one more post? I wish I'd liked just one more post? Probably not. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's because I'm I'm working on addictions and stuff in general right now that I'm starting to see more and more just what a freaking addiction Facebook is. Uh, but it certainly is that. And there are people on Facebook and, and social media in general who are chronic, man. What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, let me know what's bouncing around your brain. Also, uh, Alec Baldwin and his wife uh, continue to uh, prove to the world what complete pieces of crap that crap they are uh i there was a story i don't don't know why his wife thought this was the time to like put this out on twitter but apparently when their first when their their son was born Raphael, alec baldwin was on the freaking phone and she's in labor right he's on the phone while she's in labor and she claims that he tried to shush her like hey can you keep it down I'm making things happen here. You selfish little pig. And she said she kind of looked at him, and uh, then he felt bad. He never did it again. You know, given everything you guys got going on, I don't know if I'd have put that one out there right now. I think I might have played that one a little close to the vest that he tried to, that you were, you were, you were groaning too loud while you were in labor, and he's on the phone. Jeez. Uh, a couple more calls. Here's uh, Matt. Matt, how you doing? Oh, good, good. We were talking about that metaverse. The metaverse. I've been doing a lot of investing into the metaverse. Cause, right. You know, underneath, the, underneath the metaverse, they have a whole lot of other things going on, like uh, metaface. Uh, there's a whole lot of projects where they're going to be taking everybody into this world where literally, no joking you, you're going to go to the grocery store as an avatar. You're going to be going to meetings. You're going to be buying land like you'd be buying land in the real world. I mean, they're trying to literally take the real world and suck you into a computer. Uh, you know, into the right. world. And you know what? You, no, no. You literally pay taxes. You can get a job. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can get a job in this made world, made a verse, where you can make more money in your fake life and real money that you can cash out than you can in the real world. They don't want you in the real world no more. I mean, literally, well, I, and you look at all the projects that they're doing, which, yes, I'm investing in. I ain't going to participate. I think a lot, I think a fair amount of people will. I think a lot, I think a fair amount of people who are really miserably unhappy with their lives will. They're going to by the billions. You know, yeah, you but I'm not going to. That sounds really awful to me. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I don't want to pay. T- I don't like paying taxes in this in this dimension. I don't want to pay more taxes in a, in a fake dimension. Chris, don't you think that's how they'll hook people though, and that you probably can like get an actual job in the metaverse and make stinking money and stuff, and I don't know, be beautiful and perfect? And I, I just no, not me. That's a little weird for me. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. 
Derek, hang on. Ron, hang on. It's 22 minutes after 10. And joining us is our good friend Rudy J. What's up, man? From uh, the Sports Star, ESPN's morning show with Rob Thompson, 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. Another day in paradise. Yeah, man. How you doing? Great, man. Welcome back from your New York trip. First-timer. 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 Dip. Probably, again, I've been to a lot of the big cities. New York is different than all of them. It's a, it is, it's isn't it? Way different than all of them. Just the vibe, the energy. Um, you don't get good customer service anywhere, but you expect <laughs> that. They're like, what? What else? And that's everywhere. And what it's the like, hell you want? And what it, are you and, staring at? And you just like, you. it's crazy. Like, if that would happen to me here, I'd go off. <laughs> it happens in New York, and I'm like, yeah, this is New York. It's just it's everywhere you go, right? Yeah, it's everywhere you go. Like, what else? It's <laughs> got a uh, dude. Speak up. <laughs> speak up. What do you want? Yeah. What thing, do you want? Yeah. And then there were three. I'm busy here. Yeah. What? Then there were three places where we went to where I had to, sh- I had to show my Vax card oh, just to God. get in. Oh, God. Three. Right. Three of them. Yeah. I was like, damn, you know New York. You know how New York is. It's, you know. Well, this Vax stuff is pretty new. I mean, there's a whole, there's yeah, all kinds of things you can't do without showing your Vax card. Yeah, New York especially. Yeah. They're still masked up a lot of places, too. Right, right. Yeah. But still, you had a good time. I had a blast. I, I mean, they just throw their trash on the curb. It's like there's no cans. <laughs> I'm like, it's just on the curb? No. That's yeah. what the, 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 so the guards man got to come through and just pick it up off the curb? Forget about it. Yeah. yeah hey, forget what, about that's it. That's what the curb is for, for my garbage. And, and my subway experience was terrible. What happened? Tell me scary. about that. It was scary. It was scary. Like, people cursing at each other. Like, it wasn't. it didn't play out in my, like, I was like, I'm thinking like the movies, like, oh, this is going to be a cool experience. No. Horrible. So people really were cussing at yeah. each other and stuff, yeah. Like almost fighting, talking to themselves. <laughs> kids like kids on the subway by themselves because we were. This was Friday, so they were getting out of school. So a couple of kids, like nine, ten years old, hop on the subway by themselves with these creepy people. Oh God! Yeah, Which, it didn't play out. It wasn't like the coming to America scene where everybody's just chilling. And right. Like, I denounce my throne. You know what I mean? It, was, it didn't play out like a movie, man. And it was the reality of it. I, I'm in no rush to get back on the subway. But other than that, New York is a great city. <laughs> I I mean, I don't have much memory of riding the subway because, as I told you, I rode the subway oh, that's right. <laughs> in the Chinatown at two in the morning, and I was With, stoned uh, you and had drunk. Drank ten. Well, I was pretty ten fish bowls, fish bowls of flaming volcanoes. Yeah, flaming volcanoes. Yeah, I don't remember much about the subway experience. Maybe that's better. <laughs> So I probably was freaked out too. It's overrated. The so, subway, like for a Texan, you're like, yeah, I'm going to the subway. I was hype. I'm walking down the steps. I got my little Metro card swiped. <laughs> I'm having a good. Then I get on there and I'm immediately. I just, I just kept looking at my phone. I didn't make eye contact. What are you looking at? You from yeah. Texas? Yeah, I didn't. Go the back. hell you doing here? Yeah, I was like, I ain't forget about. It. Don't look at me. All right, don't. Nobody looks at yeah. each other. Nobody does. Yeah, no one looks at each other. They don't yeah. make eye contact. No man. eye contact. But we got to do the show from the Intrepid. Oh, wow, that was cool. cool. That was really, really cool. Because they turned the USS Intrepid to a museum. Right, right. So that was a cool thing. And it's on the Hudson. It just sits on the Hudson. Right. It was awesome. You know, I think one thing I know I've picked up since living here is that when I go to other towns, other cities, because, like, some of those places I've lived, like Baltimore can be kind of rude like that. Are they rude in Baltimore? Yeah, a lot of East Coast cities are kind of like that, that you really have an appreciation for San Antonio. Because people in general... Are fairly freaking polite here. I did. Southern hospitality is real. It really it, is. It's real. Like we, like if I make eye contact with you and I don't know you, Sean, and we, I'm gonna say, hey, yeah, hey, I'm how you speak. doing? We speak when Texas we're like you nod, right? Or hey, how you doing? You good? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, oh, hey, great weather. Appreciate you. Yeah. New York, none of <laughs> no, that. No man. You make eye contact with somebody. Like, what you looking at? You 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 look at me you one more time. I'm gonna, put a, I'm gonna put a knife yeah. in your head. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, you could, I, um, it's a nice place to visit, but I could not, not live, live there, man. Uh, Thursday, I got so hammered, I tried to pay for my subrette with my hotel key card. <laughs> Your hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob and Jason are like, bro. <laughs> so I get my hot dog. So they were like, bro, just get out of the way. You so, try to pay your hot yeah, dog with your hotel key. It's like three key. in the morning, so we start the ho- the the hot dog spots right by the hotel. Right. So we start walking, <laughs> and Jason and his wife and his girl they keep going straight, and I'm like, oh, the party's still going. Rock and on. they were like, 
Not you. <laughs> they, they escorted me into the hotel. Signed and Betty Bye for you. Yeah, once I tried to pay for the hot dog with my hotel card, they were like, you're done. Was the guy like, hey, what's this? Yeah, he was mad. He was what like, are you what, trying is, to like yeah, what, are, what are you trying to do? So Thursday, I was way too excited to be in New York, and I is a marathon, and I, I started out sprinting. Rock on, man. Well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I you wanted to make time. sure I impressed Rima. I, mean, I, I needed am, a rhyme. I am duly impressed. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Rudy hey, J, man, man. Appreciate it. I'm probably appreciate two it. minutes too long. Later, You're bro. fine, man. Rudy right. J from the ESPN <laughs> Morning Show. Later, Sports star with Rob Thompson. It's a great show. Check it out 7 to 10 Monday through Friday. Uh, let's go ahead and take a little breaky, wakey, wakey. Yeah, man. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean High. 10.37 on a Tuesday. Everybody's calling me up now asking about avatars. Because Facebook is evolving into something called the meta thing. Metaverse, I don't know. And I, because I mentioned, I think, uh, you know, in general, I think people are kind of getting, I've just noticed more people logging off. You know, or de- I'm sorry, I got a little gas bubble in my chest. I just had me a swallow of Coke. I'm just noticing it seems like people are getting, you know, like they're getting bored of it. So I think, you know, we've all spent about 10 years, a little over 10 years, 12 years on this crap, most of us. You know, and uh, I think more and more people are getting kind of like, <laughs> so in a sense, they got to up their game, right? So take it to the metaverse, man, where it's, you got an avatar, Don, you want an avatar? You're going to be a Don Morgan avatar, Chris, you want an avatar? Well, the thing is, I think they've lost the kids. If you notice, like, younger kids kids are, they're not interested in having it. They've moved on to, like, three or four other forms. My kid's not not on on, on Facebook. Or they're just not even, because, like, my son, he's never had, he doesn't want you know, any social media. And I think it's probably because I ruined it for him because I made it think, hey, look, cool, check it out. I'm going to post a picture of us. And, you know, it embarrassed him. So he doesn't want one. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think you're right. So they got to come up with something. Yeah. And I think this is it. I think they think, because this is where you're going to actually, you you would have like a virtual life, right? You'd have an avatar uh, that's, a, I guess, an animated version of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And some guy was telling me he'd done some research into it, and you can get jobs, you can make money on in this meta thing. Yeah. Buy property. You know, this is assuming that everybody signs on. You know, I, I mean, I, I just don't see that happening. I don't Because know. you're going to have those large swaths of people who want nothing to do with it. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, well, I think, you, like, I, maybe that's a way of, of calling out the older farts, because, like, I have no interest in something like no, that. No, neither do I. I mean, you know, at this point in life, I've I've had a pretty full life and continue to do so. Right. I don't need some virtual reality to, to but, fill my time. But in know? a sense, that's you and I, though. There's probably a fair amount of people, because I know people on Facebook that that's their whole life. Right. Is this sort of that's contrived can, yeah. version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So for those folks, if you take it to the next level, where they can pretty much invent anything they want to about their lives and actually have an existence of sorts right. in that world, I don't know, man. It may be very attractive for some folks. Maybe. But to me, it's always been what it was designed to be, just a place to share whatever you have going on, good or bad. Share whatever you got to go, you know? going on, look at stupid uh, cat videos. Yeah, and then it just Check became, up on ex-girlfriends. It became, <laughs> right? Oh, come on, we all do it. And then in my case, you marry your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> there so. you go, right. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I... The whole thing, overall, when you think about it, when you write write down Facebook, you know all of the things about it on paper. It's the stupidest thing in the world. It really it kind really of is dumb. You know, it really is a time sucker. You, you're yeah. really not doing anything, and that's kind of where I was this weekend. I'm like, you know, I don't feel like posting anything. I don't feel like right. looking at it. No, and the the fact that it's there, it, it, the innovative people used it to benefit their businesses right and then their, their their sidelines or whatever they have going like you, you know you use yours to you know to tout your poetry book that's pretty much the base the you biggest know? reason i use it yeah. is for that is when i write put a book out or i want to focus you know it's because it's really my only means of doing that right you know i don't write poetry but it's like well look i found a i took this picture of a really unusual tree today so look, <laughs> you do a lot of photography right so does yeah. chris you do a lot of yeah. photography that's just you know but that's what i that's what i enjoy right. so that's kind of what i use it for 
as far as getting my point across about anything, I, you know, why would I put that out there? Yeah, I'm done with that crap. You know, I mean, uh, that to me, that's akin to writing your thoughts on the bathroom wall. <laughs> you know, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't that, really. And plus, know? I get sick of seeing like life advice from people I know are screwed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got. Yeah, I, 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 I've got this. Friend. Like me. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've known this guy. I've known him since 1986. Okay? Right. And he's constantly every day. And he's very progressive in his thoughts. Right. right. Uh, and every day it's something, well, you know, people should do more of this. People. And I, mean, you, I have known you since I was 17 years old. And you've never kept the job more than six months. <laughs> Ever. Right. You don't know what gender you are most days. <laughs> you know? Or like people you know have been in and out of nine relationships yeah, in the past and year like, and are getting relationship just, advice. He's just one of these guys that hitches his wagon to whatever's happening at the time. Right. You know, I, when I, the day I met him, he was standing in the middle of a room bitching about Ronald Reagan taking us all down to hell. <laughs> and I'm waiting for it to happen, you know? And right. It's like, well, no, now he's dead. Now it's just you, pal. It's you just know? you, <laughs> man. And it's like, why am I going to listen to any advice you have to give right. when you can't get out of your own damn way? You know That's the mean? thing, you know. Don't take any. I'm, I'm that guy to don't take any life advice from me. Yeah, you'll well, just end up drunk. You know, right. just, just don't do it. So I don't know. See, I, I think your I, life advice could just be standing there with your arms over your head, going, "See." <laughs> That's pretty much it. Well, it's like I tell my daughter, "Don't do anything I would." Right. That's pretty much my standard advice for her: don't do anything Daddy would. Mm-hmm. Let's see what these people have to think about it. If I did have an avatar, though, I'd want some stupid name like. Jake Snot Boogers, you Jake know, or something. Jake Boogers, right? Jake Snot Boogers, Snotty McSnot Boogers. I make myself right. like a like a seven foot black dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm Jake <laughs> Snot Boogers. How yeah. you doing? Oh, he looks like Robert Parrish from the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Big McLarge huge. Do what? Big McLarge huge. I'm Big yeah. McLarge huge. How there you, you doing? Right. Well, you want to make something of it? All right. Jake Snot Bookers. I want mine to look like Daniel Tiger from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That'll be mine. Roll sizzle beef. Yeah. Roll sizzle beef. Derek, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Great. How do you want? Okay. All right. Hey, uh, the uh, Avatar movie, man. Uh, remember Bruce Willis starred in a movie? I can't think of the name. Of oh, yeah. I, I, ooh, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I hope it don't come to that. I can't think of the name of it, but everybody kind of just sat in their apartments in like a virtual chair, and yeah, they had these yeah. robots that went out and lived their lives. Yeah, but and, and then somebody uh, hacked into the system and was frying their brains. Right. No, yeah, no, that would yeah. suck, man. <laughs> and he was looking for that person that was doing that, and he found the person. But in reality, the guy who was doing that shut the whole system down. Right. Everybody get out their chairs, come out their houses looked at themselves, and they re- it wasn't alternate reality, but they woke up. They woke up, and they're all, like, old and fat and out of shape. It was called yeah, Surrogates, old. Chris just whispered. Yeah. Surrogates. Oh, yeah, that's what it's called, Surrogates. Yeah, yeah. that's a creepy movie, man. Do hey, you think we're going to that? Yes. <laughs> that I do think we're going towards that. I do, actually. Man. It's scary stuff. I mean, it, was make-believe. it was an old movie. It's not a new movie. No, it's been out for a few years. You're right. But this but, meta thing they're talking about, about at Facebook sounds a lot like that. So yeah, yeah, I was think I would, I just thought I'd throw it out there because now we don't go towards that. But ooh, I mean that's not alternate reality. That's reality. A scientist yep. did it because he was saying that his son was paralyzed. Right. It was meant for people who had disabilities to be able to but then, function in the world. But then everybody took it on. I got to run, man. Everybody. Derek, thanks for the call, man. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Now we're kind of stuck on talking about avatars and the next level, the next evolution, the next dark evolution of social media, which essentially mostly what we're hearing is that it's going to be sort of a virtual life. You have a virtual existence. Which I have no interest in. I think that's absurd and kind of creepy. But you know, I think a lot. Of, I, I know. I think a lot of. I think a lot of people will will get sucked into that. I really do. If you're, and it's it's you know who it's going to play on. 
teenagers, young people, people who are unhappy with their lives and want to have some other kind of life, you know, frankly, that maybe in their minds is an improvement on what they got going now. I mean, that's obviously how they're going to, I don't know how, they're going to market it towards those people somehow, but they're going to do it very subtly. Here's Ron. Ron, how you doing? I'm good, Sean. It's darn good to hear from you, sir. Good to good to be heard, man. What are you thinking? Well, I'm always thinking what you're thinking. That's, <laughs> a, that's a, <laughs> it's it's true. It's a parallel. You, me, me, and a few hundred thousand other folks out there. But no, you mentioned social media. Yeah. I just wanted to give you a little update. Um, we've all seen the law commercials. You know, the lawyers, the big firms, going after tout victims and paraquat victims and asbestos and you name it. Have right. You heard the latest? What's now this? they're going after social media victims you know your sons and daughters that have fallen prey to um to inadequacy feelings of anger depression even suicide and they're now going after these big uh social media giants it's like i saw it's the second time i've seen the commercial and wow like, wow this is this is refreshing uh, there's some accountability after all here well this is this is the future of society i think you're going to see more of that you know, because yeah. uh, the stuff's getting really kind of creepy. Yep, yep. And that's well, kind of where I was this weekend. I was like, "What? This is." I, I just got bored. I'm like, "What am I? What is this? What is the point of this? Just sitting and staring at this crap all the time, and posting, and who cares what I think, and who cares what I had for lunch?" And but I, I, I am worried about this next evolution with this, this, you know, this uh, uh, virtual stuff or this virtual living stuff, this virtual existence with an avatar. Yeah. I think that's. And I, you know what? The, how they hook people? They hook people by actually allowing people to make money somehow on that thing. I believe. So. Of course, that that ties in. That ties yep. in. But I have to share that with you. I'm with you on the avatar. Yeah, I've lived enough. I've got more years behind me than ahead of me, and I don't need any um, uh, anything like that. I don't either, man. <laughs> well, I'm uh, with you, but no. Um, okay, here here for accountability and. Right. Uh, Thank, thank you for all you do. All right, Ron, I appreciate it, brother, uh, brother. Thank you. Here's Richard. Richard, how you doing? Hey, Sean, pretty good, pretty good. I'm sitting here trying to grasp the idea that this crummy life that I'm leading in this age <laughs> of the uh, virus and all, with the shot cards and the, the shot Nazis and everybody running around telling me I'm going to die tomorrow, you know, and this and that. Hmm. Uh, why would I want to double down on that and have two miserable lives? <laughs> well, I think, and I think a lot of older people are are it's kind of are kind of thinking of it of it that way. But I think it would appeal to younger folks who are are not happy in their lives, and and want something that they would feel would be an, an improvement. Because uh, if if it's an avatar and it's a virtual thing. Very obviously, you'd be able to make yourself look like whatever you want to look like. Uh, you could undertake a life of excitement that maybe your life doesn't actually afford you. And I and I think that would be the insidious part of it. I, I, I'm with you. I, I have no desire to live a virtual freaking life, but I think I think a certain personality type it it will appeal to. And I think that's kind of scary. One more question. If your avatar is running around inside your computer and your computer gets a virus, does the avatar get the virus? <laughs> I don't, there'll be an electronic, there'll be a digital COVID. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all weird crap, dude. It's all just weird crap. So. I agree 100%. 100%. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Rock on. Uh, 2105. We've got a couple minutes left here. 210-599-5555. Your thoughts on uh, taking social media into the virtual reality realm where you actually would be living a stinking life separate from your life uh, online. And again, it, no, that really doesn't have any appeal to me. I think it's kind of creepy. Uh, but again, depending on how they market this thing, and really, it, it's it, uh, and how interactive it truly is. You know, I mean, if you really do are able to get a job with your avatar is able to get a job and make money mm -hmm. and maybe have relationships of some kind. Right. There's a lot of freaking people for whom they would love that. I think, yeah.
It's kind of like the high-tech version of those Charles Atlas ads we used to see. In the oh, yeah, right, right, you know? right, right. Some dude's kicking sand in geek. your face in yeah. real life. Uh, I don't know, man. It just gets creepy. It kind of is. Because, you know, we really are getting closer and closer. Did you ever see that movie, Surrogates, with Bruce Willis? No. A uh, caller pointed this out. It's a movie that came out in 2009, I think, Chris said to me, where they have these high-tech robots that look like you. And people don't ever leave their apartments. They sit in a virtual chair, and the robot goes out and lives their life and goes to their job and does all this stuff. And if your robot your gets damaged, you can get it fixed. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the, the whole thing gets shut off. And this everybody does this. So nobody is really in you're Everybody's just sitting in a chair. Right. And then the whole damn thing gets shut off somehow. And you see all these people emerging from their apartments, and they're old and fat, and they yeah. don't look anything like they're robots. Right. And without the robots, you know, what do you do? I don't know. And I mean, it's just it's kind of spooky, man. I don't My robot wouldn't last a week. No. Because I, it, would, it would have this huge dent in its forehead from repeatedly smacking itself in the front of the... Like I do with you every day. <laughs> just, oh, my God. <laughs> smacking itself in. <laughs> I just the thing is we're really kind of getting there and it's 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 weird. Yeah. Cuz I think that's really where face puke is going next. Based upon what they themselves are saying. Right. No, thank you. I want to go to a real HEB. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Life itself is so wonderful in a in a sense. Why would right. you want to live well, a you know, fake and life? I, and I think that's probably what they're trying to make it to those who don't feel that way. Right. You Absolutely. Know, um you know, make it seemingly better for you. Well, it won't be. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right, got to get out of here. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Rudy J from ESPN, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.